0: forget to record you know it happens
1: oh that's happened yeah <laughs> we've done that before too on our show when when we've gotten rolling and jokes just moving through it and we're yeah. just hilarious and i go oh i haven't hit record yet yeah I just, I just sit there.
2: <laughs> that's
1: like there's times where i'm like i'm really sad about it where i'm like oh no well can we go back like do you guys want to pretend like we didn't oh, yeah. say all that funny stuff Gummy and Michael, I never would have thought.
0: <laughs> that sounds horrible, dude.
2: That- oh my God. I, I will tell you though, it stopped the coughing. Well, because
1: oh, yeah. you were oh, yeah.
2: fucking
0: blacking out.
1: It also stopped the breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and the heartbeat for a little while. I'm <laughs>
2: broken. I'm broken. Was- no, I love.
1: I love having these like smart watches on my wrist all the time because oh. it's hilarious. I keep telling myself I need to get in some kind of shape, uh, some kind of shape that like my watch doesn't alert me when <laughs> I just like, it's either it, my watch, it'll, it'll suddenly go, but being like, are you going for a run? And I'm like, no, I just stood up too quick. <laughs> or I'll be like in the grocery store and they're like, hey, getting your steps in like your heart rate's elevated. And I was like, no, I just saw a big old box of Cheez-Its. <laughs> And a sub, a pub, a public sub, and so no, no watch. I'm not. I'm not getting in shape right now. I'm, I'm actually. I'm struggling. So.
0: And the watch is calling you out.
1: Yeah, and the watch is like, "Oh, good job, buddy." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's not a good job <laughs> at all. I'm doing terrible."
2: <laughs> <Yeah. Aww. laughs> oh my yeah. god.
0: You know, Bissell is using this as an intro. That's the oh yeah.
2: This is going to be
0: the best intro. Welcome back to another episode of shit that goes on in our heads today. G-Rex and I are joined by Matt from Nostalgia Land. Welcome to the show, Matt. I hear you have quite the fun and interesting story. Um, I'll pass it over to you, Matt. However you want to start sharing with whatever you're comfortable sharing. Go for it.
1: I, um... (laughs) I'll keep you know, and, and I'll keep it very light, you know, and, and just to, to start off, I loved my upbringing. I, I love my family. I love where I grew up. Um, but it was there's definitely a really um, strange and interesting transition for me into becoming like an individual for myself and and what I feel and how I believe and what I who I want to be, too, because I grew up. Um, I was adopted and there's some success in in this story too with that too but um so i was adopted and my adoption was really weird it was it was it was difficult so my parents adopted me and um when when i was adopted they had me for like 2 weeks i think it was like a, or close to a month and their lawyer called them back and was like hey don't get attached to that baby too much he might have to go oh back my
2: gosh.
1: <laughs> And uh and they're like, what what are you talking about? I might have to go back like this isn't like a, this isn't like a blockbuster video like right. can, like be kind, rewind the baby and send it back <laughs> to wherever it came from. <laughs> what do you mean? And they're like, oh well, we didn't know like he's his his dad uh his birth father is part of a Native American tribe. And when the a baby's part of a tribe um there's some really uh interesting weird politics that go on that basically the tribe gets first dibs um so if you got native enough blood quantum that you would have able to join a tribe they'd be like oh like all our babies we get kind of first dibs wow. and we kind of have say and they try to keep everyone like in the tribe so it was really um it was it, it's it's funny to think of it now because like i i never knew this side about my dad like he's a very calm like pretty like very compassionate very like even keeled kind of dude and i heard stories from like my family like oh no your dad was like ready to like Hop in a car and drive to Canada, like right like that afternoon. Like he heard about that, and and he was like making plans. He's like, we can we can get on a plane. We can go to New York. We wow. can like, then drive up from New York to like through Buffalo and go straight across the border there. And like we can do this whole thing. And like we'll just we'll just you know we'll make it happen until this all blows over and stuff. And I was just like, and it's really sweet. And it's like, oh, that's that's great. Um, but luckily you know he just he hung out, but there were some weird rules that like I couldn't stay with them. So luckily. Um, we had family here in town and so uh they're like okay but can we you know i don't we don't want to like put him in a foster home while this whole thing goes over where can he stay and it just it was like a weird technicality it's like it just can't be under your roof interesting and so my parents like took me over to my to my aunt's house which is over out on Keeppas gain um way back this is 89. so um completely different city from then till now but yeah so it and it just it, it just was this crazy, hectic, like nonsense, little blip at the beginning of life there. And then it just went away. It just disappeared. And they just said, you know what? They just they said, you know, it's fine. Keep them, have them. And, uh, you know, so I grew up um, and I grew up here in South Florida in in uh, South Miami and um, uh, in the Gables I uh, feel very lucky, very privileged that I've done that. And my dad, um, my dad and my mom were in ministry. They're pastors down here at a local church. And it was such a wonderful upbringing, just filled with a lot of love, a lot of compassion. And it really wasn't until I think I was in middle school, high school, you know, when I started thinking like, okay, I'm going to be, I, I want to start figuring out who I am in all of this. And it was kind of wild how often, like I, so I loved art, fell in love with art and photography and I started doing that and uh, pretty quickly, like when I started getting into like high school, like really early high school, people were like, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, well, I don't know. I might be a photographer. I might, you know, do something with with art and drawing or, you know, all that. And how many people like, and, and it wasn't out of mean, but they were like, oh, you're not going to like go into the ministry or do that. And I was just like, oh, well. You know, that's that's, you know, because it, it was it's my grandpa's calling and and it's my dad's calling and lots of members of our family's calling and stuff like that. And it's not that I don't have a heart for it. I do love people in ministry, but um and I still love on them. But it's just like, I don't know if that's for me yeah. and I don't know if that's what what I want to do. So I was trying to discover, like, well, what I want. And the only thing that really hurt in that time was how often, um like when I told people, like what what I did for for school you know they i'd be like they're like oh so you know where do you go to school what did you play football baseball i'm like no <laughs> no i i go to uh i go to a really artsy artsy fartsy school uh in downtown called new world and they're like oh cool so like do they have a sports team I'm like no <laughs> no we um we have step aerobics uh on, on one of our floors and and yeah, so I went to a very, uh, I guess what they would call, like, liberal arts. But honestly, a it, 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 very liberal high school in downtown Miami here called New World. Um, but I wouldn't say, like, liberal at all. I would just say, like, it's just the fact that it's it's all these wonderful young creative people just exploring every, like, you know, avenue of where their talent can t- and creativity can take them. And, I, and it's interesting to me how sometimes when I would tell people that uh, around my church community like just raised eyebrows like oh really because we i mean and and it's it's, it's certainly it, it is like whoa that is kind of like that's a big step because in between the summer of eighth grade and ninth grade before you go to that school you do what's called a, an art intensive and you go for the summer um and you learn figure drawing and you do nude figure drawing oh. with live yeah. models like and all shapes and sizes everybody um and there's some stories from those Jeez, um <laughs> wait how
0: old are you during this time
1: uh, I was thirteen, fourteen. Is that right? Yeah. Can you imagine so, that age? Yeah, new thirteen. Models? Yeah, drawing new models. And so, yeah, that's it's not that's not like a light a light thing, right? But even in that time, I was like, but dude, like it's yeah. art. Like it, it's not. It's transcending this idea of nudity mm-hmm. and vulgarness and like shame and stuff like that. And so, I always kind of had like this outsider kind of mentality, but I was heavily involved with my group. Um with my group at church and everything and i and i still am with a lot of those uh loving people you know today but it it did feel kind of i felt odd and out of place Mm. um a lot of the times and then especially when i would go visit my family out in the midwest who i love dearly but we just often would hit road like little snags and stuff where i know mentally i was like i shouldn't go down that road because i don't want to like I don't want to push that or ruin that, you know, like, or have this opinion that is very clearly not in line with, you know, you know, kind of those core, more traditional conservative values and stuff. And so I just always um, felt a little bit of an outsider and, but, you know, still felt accepted because I, I, it's, you know, (laughs) you go, you see my parents, you see me. It was always funny. Because people would be like, "Oh yeah, I totally see the the resemblance," and then I'm like, "But I'm adopted, <laughs> and like, I don't I don't look like my dad at all." But people are like, "Oh yeah, you totally look like your dad." I was like, "All right, look
2: closer." Um,
1: but uh, and then out out west, apparently, like, and it's funny because like, I feel like I look very racially ambiguous, and so most places I go, I just I feel like most people assume like a really. Like I'm a really big Mexican or, you know, or, yeah. or, or Hispanic dude. Like I don't have, I don't, I don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed to do to convince people. I'm, I'm mostly native American. So I walk out with like a, like a drum or just emerge from a teepee <laughs> all the time. Like just to give like those visuals to people like, Oh, there's yeah. one. like, that's, that's a, like, he's not, he's not like something else. So when I would go out and visit, like, it was always like, I was always surrounded by, uh, you know, like a very different culture, very different culture. Mm-hmm and i was always accepted like i my my grandfather uh was always just like that's my grandson you know that and i never felt unloved oh. uncared for or unaccepted it's just naturally i noticed i don't look like these people and naturally and, and and i don't know but i had kind of like a uh like a weird um cultural like uh, uh not cultural sorry um dysphoria in, in in a way with like OK, when I see my family and I see all the people I'm surrounded with, they look like this. I should look like I should look like this. And then I would stare at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, no, I don't look anything like that. And I had this weird disconnect between between those things, which was it's, it's honestly it's not it's not anyone's fault. It's just kind of it just happens. Hmm. And I just kind of realized, like, oh, that's that's like a part of my identity is to accept my my native heritage and to be proud of that. And then to also, like, you know, be okay, be at peace, because it struggled for a while there, um, to be at peace of, like, I don't have to be, just because I'm, I'm a pastor's kid, which the term is PK kid, um, I don't have to be a pastor when I grow up, and I don't have to, like, follow in the steps I can, I'm allowed to. Um, god wants me to like my family wants me to they want me to be able to explore and and you know and and use my talents or, or gifts or interests how i want to and i don't have to you know subscribe just because it's some kind of familial tradition so yeah i mean that's a i don't know if a message to young people or whoever's out there just like just follow your dreams <laughs> yeah really
2: follow your dreams because yeah. like what what well like with dirty skills and i <clears throat> like this podcast was never in our in our wheelhouse then some really shitty shit shit happened with me yeah. <laughs> and it just it transformed our like morning conversations transformed into this and mm. you know we followed our dream we followed yeah. the laughter and yeah. and the, the wanting to learn yeah. the more i yeah. learn about people the the better i feel about myself and about society
1: yeah Hell yeah and i mean and look look what it's doing on on a enormous scale that you're you're to you know tabletop tabletop conversations mm-hmm. now that you're recording them and pushing them out there like how much good they're doing yeah. and it's it's because you followed your passion you know just for each other for your friendship mm-hmm. for your for each other's lives now that passion is is growing in and in just i mean I I feel saving is is a great word, rescuing other people's
0: lives. This is where we just crawl into our shells.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Pat on the back.
2: Well, let me go into my turtle shell. But, like, (laughs) you had a
0: question. So uh, something you said has, I'm very interested to see if you've explored more into it or about it. Um, When you would be sitting there with your family who is all accepting and loving of you, and you would still feel like, oh, I should look like them or I should fit in to whatever that mold was. Where do you think that came from? Like, what do you think drove that?
1: I think it was like, I think there's like a natural thing. And I, I witnessed it with my kids. And and honestly, this a lot of these things I, I just came to peace about in the last six to seven years uh, of being a parent. Because I, I have an eight-year-old in there and and a and a five-year-old and it, it's really just been the last couple of years of coming of, of, of coming to a, to a piece about it because I noticed how they're always naturally seeing the differences in everything and it's just kind of a way I think it's a way that we use to to protect ourselves to understand our environment and I did have a moment like I think in middle school where I was like really kind of like upset about how I don't have this immediate familial heritage with my parents like I I don't see my face I don't see my dad's nose or or on my nose I don't see like my mom's like hands in my hands and or or feet and and I'm always looking up and down myself and being like whose toes are these like I know they're connected to generations and generations of people but where do they come from and that was like one, of, I think that was the only moment I think when I was in middle school, uh, yeah, late middle school, I think would be like around eighth grade, right? I kind of had these questions because we did, I don't know why, but there was like two classes in my middle school that did like, where are we from kind of projects. Uh. And I did the same project for both. I literally just like duplicated everything because I don't think the teachers communicated because <laughs> one was for uh an english class and the other was for a history class and i don't they just never passed each other in the hallway so i just literally made two of everything and we're talking like back in the day when we had to use like world book on a you know pc Uh, i don't know if you kids remember it came on cd roms we had to load them up and Whatever I found on there, I was just like, okay, yeah, that's where I'm from. And that's me. That's my stuff. And I would just, I mean, so much of it was bullshit. I'm just going to tell you. I, I,
0: you're, you're in a safe place.
1: It really was. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Greenberg. and Oh, Ms., uh, I think Miss Wallace it was. Sorry if you're ever listening to this again. I turned in the same project twice. And I got a B on both, which was more insulting. I, think I didn't even get... <laughs> Like so this was supposed to be about you and your life, and it just like is like it give me grain. I think they both give you a B because they just did it so shitty. It's horrible.
0: That is fucked up. That has uh, layers, layers of fucked up. Yeah.
1: I have a lot of guilt and a lot of shame because my ADD wants me to do everything all mm. at once, and but never do it hundred percent well. And that's where I that's my growth is to try to do it to the best of my ability. Not to what's going to get me the passing grade. So. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so that was in middle school. Did you? So there's two things. One random. As you're talking about this, I started to think about. I was watching like or listening to a podcast recently that was talking about children who, um, whose parents have had like crazy amounts of plastic surgery, where they no longer look like mm. who they once were. And how the children are growing up with those genetics and looking to their parents and not seeing that reflected back. So, like when you were saying oh, that, yeah. I just thought of that and, like, oh, that's, I like, I want to dive on my personal time. I want to research that a little bit more. But growing up from there, so that's in middle school, did you ever, did that linger? Like, did that thought of, like, where did I come from? Where, yeah. It,
1: yes yeah it really did, and I always had known what tribe I was part of and 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 you know the area I was from which is not far from here um but in in late high school, I it was the first time I attempted to open up my adoption file, which for some reason, and it's like i again it's like uh, uh the, the the stupidity of like the bureaucracy around these things um they locked my file and I don't know exactly what that means i always imagine like it was like a manila folder and they somehow put a keypad on it that's my imagery i'm a very visual person um and so i was like we'll just get the thing and unlock it and can we just move on
0: you're like give it to me i'll pick the Uh, lock. it's gonna be fine yeah i'll find i'll figure
1: it out just send it send it to me give me send me the map quest i'll drive up there and i'll find it um but then on top of that on top of that the adoption agency the adoption agency i was from burned down
0: holy shit, <laughs> shit.
1: all the things yeah all the things and i was like i think someone tried to tell me i shouldn't i shouldn't be exploring this but uh yeah the adoption <laughs> agency burned down and in, including all of their records and so i can't remember exactly who found it or how they found it but we had um uh, we have a really good lawyer friend, incredible lawyer. Uh, I won't mention him, but I mean, he, uh, he's just he's a gift uh, to our family and, and to everyone he's involved with because he somehow found his way through into the court documents, uh, you know, like the, the duplicate recordings of like those proceedings and found it. And he's like, OK, he's like, here's the deal. I worked with the judge. I can unlock your file, but I can only get you one name you have to pick. Oh. It has to be either your dad's name or it has to be your mother's name. And because of the timing of everything and and going back now, I think I would have done it differently, but because of the timing of everything, um, and I was applying for colleges soon. And if I was a member of a tribe, they get some really good scholarships and I went up I could go to, you know, any school I wanted. I was like, okay, let's, let's do my dad's, let's do my dad's name. So I got his name and It's crazy uh, how quickly it moved, but I I got his name, and I could go find out where his... I found I had his two previous addresses. I drove up, tried to find him, went around. Uh, No luck. Uh, No one was like... Either either I pulled up and the house wasn't there, like there was just an empty lot, or I pulled up and like very clearly another family of a different ethnicity came out, and I was like, I don't think I look like... I don't think I can walk up and be like, hey, I'm your son, to these people um I would not be appropriate and would scare the children I think um but then there was one random internet search and he's like okay here's here's another adjustment I saw, saw before so I drove up and I went to the house and actually the first thing I did was I just like confirmed okay like yeah I I think this is right I think this is it so I wrote a letter and I sent the letter and I just tried to do it as calmly, as peacefully as I could. Like I was, I was at peace about it. I'm still at peace about it, but it was, it was still difficult in the, in the moment because I was, you know, you even still, as much as you can say, I don't, ex- I'm not expecting anything, like you still have some expectations about how yeah. or hopes of how it's going to go down. So I sent that letter never got a response. I even included like a little picture of myself. I told him, like, I don't want anything. I'm not asking you to like adopt me or like let me become your heir or take anything away from other kids right. like you might have had. Like, I don't want to disrupt your life. I just want verification and that I can be a part of the tribe, you know, my birthright and that I can, you know, in, that I can go to college. I want to go to college and, and not have to worry about the finances. Which is ridiculous that we have to worry so much about finances to go to college in this country, but that's a different topic. I <laughs> think you take a deep breath for that. Sorry. Um, and uh, so I, I waited around, never heard back from them. And so finally my, my girlfriend, who's now my wife um, was like, why don't you, why, why don't we just drive up there? So we did drove up, knocked on the door and my grandmother who didn't know it at the time. And she was very like, kind of like, you know, she's home alone with, with my, I think it was my, my, half brother and my half sister at the time or um uh, my cousins and he she was home and so i was i was i was understanding like because she was like very like oh, no let's let's stay out here on the porch like who are you this kid and then she finally she's like no oh i remember that okay yes i remember you and it was this weird interaction and i was just like uh, you know it's just like 15 years ago dude like it wasn't that long um <laughs> You know, I I and we. She said, "Okay, well, I'll call him. I'll tell him to come wait around and like that you're here." And so we stayed in the area. And she just never called back. She never talked to me. She never like gave me another. And so I just you know put that baby to bed. And I I just said, you know what, like it just seems like he doesn't want to at this time. And so I just you know said it's it's going to be okay. I'm going to figure out this whole college thing myself. So and 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 I did. It got through it did my best with what I could, um, and got some scholarships even still. And, but you know, it was like 10 years later or something. No, not 10 years. Sorry. It would have been about six or seven years later. Uh, I got a text from my sister, my birth sister, who was like, Hey, I found this letter in like my dad's drawer. I'm just like, why were you rooting around in your dad's drawer? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, is this you? She like found me on Facebook and stuff like that. And so, yeah, we then, you know, we, we had, a she texted me and, and messaged me and I got connected with her. And then I, which I got connected with my uncle and my aunt uh, and my uncle, actually, he wanted to adopt me. He was the reason that I, I was almost taken away from my current parents um, because he put in the thing he wanted to adopt me. And, and keep me on with, you know, within the family and on the res and everything. And he was very sweet. He's such a, uh, just, just such a big hearted person. And, um but it worked out better because he was, he, you know, when I've talked to him now, I have relation we have a relationship. We talk uh, every now and then, but when he finally told me a story, he was like, you know, it, it's best that you went where you did, because I don't think even if as much as I wanted to keep you in the family and around, I don't think I would have been able to take care of you at the time. Cause you know, he had a lot, he had, you know, he was saying that he had a lot of turmoil and kind of chaos going on uh, in his life. And so he's like, it's probably, it, he's, he admitted, he was like, it's best that you went where you went and that now we get to have this relationship. And then a couple of years later, I was in Atlanta working at the weather channel. I got a call from uh, one of the well, folks at the tribal office and she's like, I have uh, I have a email here from your mom. And I was like, why would my mom be sending you an email? And I was really confused. I thought she meant my adopted mother. And and I was like, why is she talking to you? What do you, (laughs) you guys play Yahtzee or like (laughs) that gammon on the weekends? Like what's, I I don't. And she's like, no, 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 no. Your birth mother. And I was like, who? (laughs) And uh, she's like, oh yeah. So uh, apparently like my birth mother uh, had sent an email. Her friend was like, what have you sent an email? Someone's got to know something. And, um, she, she sent an email a couple of years ago and it just kind of bounced around from, from office to office and no one was really sure what to do about it. And then it finally hit, uh, this one woman's desk who I've worked with over the years and she's like, Oh, I know that person. (laughs) And so within like (laughs) within a couple hours, I had my mother's email and, uh, her phone number and her address. And so I just sent her a message and I mean, it was weird and wild at first, but it was, it was strange to finally see. Oh, that's my nose. Oh, those are my feet. Like, oh, we have the same weird knees. And it was really weird and beautiful. And I have uh three other siblings uh who I love. Uh now I have five uh six actually in, in total, because my adopted sister. Um six siblings in total. So Christmases are a nightmare. And <laughs> so are birthdays, I which I'm I'm really bad <laughs> at those, but um yeah there's some success in all this and and there's been some really great some some peace around it too but yeah that first um that that, those first couple years there were you know it was just like this abandonment of not even wanting to engage with me at all was was difficult and it was weird like that was unexpected that was really unexpected because I, I at least thought we could chat we could be cordial we could talk we could yeah you know but then no it's just nothing, just a a wall, so
0: so you mentioned that your birth sister found the letter was that the letter you wrote to your dad?
1: That was the one I had written, and he had kept it, so he
0: yeah, he kept it yeah. he put it in a drawer
1: he had seen it interesting, kept it and put it away, i think hid it in his in his drawer, and I don't blame him he this this dude he's been through a lot, and it's. Uh, you know, the more that I learned, I have met him, which was really fun because um, I went and I met my uncle. We were hanging out. We're talking. He's like, come meet your dad. I was like, OK, OK. <laughs> he's like, just just come on. And so we went and he's like, we drove over to the house. It's the same house I visited like seven or eight years before and um, or 10 years before I was 16. I think I was like 26 or 25. Yeah, something like that. And um so we drove over and he was working in, in his backyard just on, on something like a shed and uh you know my uncle walks in and goes hey like you know waves him over and he comes over he's like you know hey good to see you gonna see he's like who's this i was like this is your son <laughs> you should have seen this dude's eyes just <laughs> oh okay yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like oh this is it oh, and it shit. was so casual like it was so like yeah this is him there he goes he's right here and i was just like hey Can it's great imagine. great to meet you man like this is uh yeah i don't know what to say and he was just like yeah cool uh just couldn't meet you too yeah glad you're
2: here <laughs> you're in the like,
1: yeah deer had the yeah totally hit, not just a deer to headlight hit him with a with a like a, like a fucking semi honestly <laughs> so, yeah. but he did all right we
0: ripped off the band-aid real quick yeah
1: real fast which was unexpected but yeah um
0: there's one other thing that you said that I'm, like, wondering. You had mentioned, like, when you drove to the house, you knew that that was the right place. What What about it?
1: It was a feeling. It was weirdly a feeling. I, um, I really think that, and I believe that we all have six senses, or seven and eighth senses. Um, I don't think anyone should ever doubt their intuition or... Um, uh, when, when they think something's wrong and they can't put their finger on it that they should be dismissed I think those thoughts and feelings should always be explored um, it, it, it felt and, and I, I try not to use the word often but it felt supernatural it, it, When when I drove up to the house something said just this is it this is where he wow. lives and Luckily, I was correct because that would have been a really awkward letter to send to some <laughs> random neighborhood person. I'm your son. And, was, and then, like, what if his wife founds that? And then he's like, well, we've been
2: together yeah.
0: for
1: You have a kid out there. Who are you talking about? So, yeah. But, yeah.
0: Is he remarried or? yeah married to somebody. oh yes he did she know that he had um yeah
1: and that was difficult too because um she definitely put a strain uh, to put it nicely she put a strain on that relationship and did not really want uh him to reconnect with me she has now since moved on um his his uh his wife but it's it's really what's sad about it is i feel a lot of compassion for him and a lot of sympathy because i know he has not had an easy an easy life since i was um born in, in, in in that, that the best years of his life were right before I was born. And a lot of them have just been incredibly difficult and incredibly difficult also for my, my other two siblings, um, from, and and so I always keep them in, in, in mind and, and try to reach out to them and connect with them. And they're both very sweet, luckily, and, and, um, very decent, very good people. So that's, you know, they, they came out, I think very well. Uh, From from what was a very toxic uh, living environment from from their childhood, so they're both you know they're both doing their best. Um, But yeah, yeah, that was a it it was such a roller coaster. And then when I thought it was dead and buried, and I had come to peace with it, all of a sudden that my my sister a couple years later just sent me a text, and I was like, "Oh, we're reopening this whole thing again. All right, let's go for it." And you know, I think there's lessons to be learned where. Um, you know, a lot of people, they always preach about, you know, pursuing joy, pursuing happiness. And I think that can't that can't be dismissed without also knowing knowing pain and sadness yeah. that your limits of how much joy you can experience, I think, are often often matched by how much you know pain and suffering and strife. And, and stuff that you've gone through because i mean i think we all agree like life's hard and yeah i think a lot of the times the especially now the modern idea about it is just just do what makes you happy just keep doing what makes, makes you happy and then guess what they get you know further down the line and they realize they're not happy and it's like well then do the thing that's difficult do what's hard do what's gonna push you what's gonna strive you because if something's there something's if there's a problem, really, I think the the point of it is to help you grow, and as a soul, not, not as a person. Mm-hmm. Like you are a, you are not a, uh, you know, when you, I believe, when when you die, you are not a human, like a body having a soul experience. You are now a soul having a human experience,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: on this planet. And I think the purpose of it is to see to make you grow, and the only way you grow is through resistance and 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 pain and is just like working out like you got to lift the heavy and and actually what's crazy is like when when you work out you're actually tearing muscle fibers and because muscles don't like to be worked out so you tear <laughs> muscle fibers <laughs> to then be able to pick up more and and i think you know we we have kind of a backwards mentality now where we tell people no 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 just just do just do the things that bring you joy when I think we're really meant to explore, okay, well, why is this difficult? Why is you know what's this problem, and how do I grow from this? How do I make myself stronger from it? And yeah. a lot of times, it's it it's it's really it's hard to say, but it's not meant to be easy. And I have to remember that a lot myself because I I have a, you know I've been through a lot of tough times, um, not just with that situation, but I've been through hardships too. And often I'm like, why me? Like why this? And then thinking like, well. Years back, and I was like, "Well, now I'm I'm stronger for that. I'm better for that. I, I have more peace about it, and and I don't have to be afraid of the next trial as much as I was then because I hopefully have hopefully I've learned and grown enough that I'll be able to handle it like a very calm, reasonable adult. So that's and that's yeah. always." <laughs> That's always my fears. Like, am I handling this like a calm, reasonable adult, or am I just like a big ADHD kid who's just like sad and angry that I didn't get to like play in sixty four enough? Like, what?
2: I I have to say though, I really commend you, Matt, for doing that. I'm, I mean, as hard as it was, you know, you you went out and tried to, you know, seek your truth, right? And yeah, it's got to be healing to to some point that. You know, you found, you found what you were looking for. It may not have been exactly what you were looking for, but you, you had that inner strength to just keep plugging along and, and try and find it. And I think that's really a, an important message just to our listeners is like, don't give up. Like, mm, yeah. it may not happen right away. And like, don't be surprised if it does happen. But yeah, like, I, I commend you for just keeping at it because, you know, you, you didn't give up.
1: Thank you. I, yeah. yeah. I, um, and and I, I don't want to, yeah, I'll, I'll step off the soap rock, the, the, the milk box or milk crate in a, in a moment. Um, but I, I do something else, something, um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. Thank you. ADHD. It just, uh, yeah. squirrel. What was that? Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> it was about being on a milk crate.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Oh, It was with, um, it completely left me just like a bird in the night just gone. (laughs) Like
0: a bird in the night.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's I don't know why
0: that tickles me so much, but it does.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's why, like, and and honestly, I feel like community is a big thing. And I think like I'm a positivity of, uh, you know, and I think I have like, everyone's like, oh, ADHD is such a problem. It's like, no, it's not a problem. It's just you got to know how to use it, and and you got to know how to like leverage it for your abilities. And I will say, and this, and, and maybe this is well, this is another milk crate. I'll step onto that one for a minute. Uh, I think we gave we gave uh, morning people way too much power in this world, um, way too much for them to say. Well, I'm up at six a.m. We should all be at work by nine. And it's like, well, dude, you can't make it past six o'clock at night, and you're going to bed at eight. When I can go to, I can keep going until one or two o'clock in the morning. Why do you get to make these rules? (laughs) And I think we come to find that most people, like, most people are like that. Or they're like, (laughs) anything past nine, I'm like, I have a really hard time committing to. (laughs) Anything Anything before nine, I'm sorry. Anything before 9 a.m. I'm like, ah, you might see me there. I don't know. (laughs) We'll have to find out. God, no, it totally left me. I I wanted to, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Can I ask you a question yes, please.
0: or will it? OK. No. So I'm curious if and I don't know if this is the right way to ask this question because I've never had a the opportunity to talk about it. But is this is your family like your father and your mom and um, your siblings? Are they still part of the tribe?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I still have members that are part of the tribe up there um, and, you know, on the res uh, in Fort Lauderdale. And for the people who know, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. I go up. I get to be a part of Functions now. I get to know more about my culture. My kids get to know more about my culture. Um, it's really kind of interesting because, like, my daughter looks just like me. And and she has long, beautiful hair, uh, my older one. And my younger one got my mom's jeans. She has blonde hair and blue eyes. And it's wow. completely wild. We didn't, we didn't know. We were like, and, and it's not to say anything, not, not to dig against my wife, but we, in order for them to be a part of their tribe, they're actually part of the Cherokee tribe. Um, We had to do a blood quantum and a DNA sample. And so we know for a fact, they're both mine. <laughs> they're both. <laughs> because when that baby came out, if I wasn't in the same room as my wife, like, I would have been like, this yeah. kid is this. Hold on. <laughs> You gave I was like, you gave birth to an Olson twin. this is like this is the whitest kid I've ever seen,
0: so did you know your your birth mom had blonde hair and blue eyes before you saw her, or was that a shock to you? As actually,
1: well? no, we did. We had a random detail, and it's hilarious now so my my adoptive mother so when my my when I was born my my birth mom she helped she saw me for like i think thirty seconds and she had a really good friend who took a picture of me um before I left. And that's all she had was this little picture. Um, and then while I was still at the hospital, my adoptive mother came in and was like, Oh, I'm here to pick up my son and you know, see him and all this stuff. I had to stay in there, I had a double hernia when I was born. So I had to have surgery like at four days old. And the nurses were like, Um, you you can't be here. What are you doing? And she's like, What do you what do you mean I can't be here? I'm 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 his mom. And they're like, No, no, you you're not. you gave him up he's not your son anymore because they thought she she was my birth mother and it's hilarious now because even though i grew up separate from them we have we have all agreed i would have probably came out the same person um because my adoptive mother and my birth mother are so similar in like their their temperament their little like Uh, quirks they're funny little things they do and they're both blonde women uh, with um, very light uh, blue and green uh, eyes and I mean they just I mean it's so funny how similar they looked back in the 80s um, early 90s and but we're separated by I think almost 20 years Uh, and and the nurses at this hospital were like thinking that my mom my birth brother was there to steal me away again (laughs) <laughs> they their minds, and it's hilarious. to I love getting them together because they're so fun. Um But I think, yeah, I think it's been such a graceful – it's been such a graceful and amazing period because now, like, my adoptive parents love – they love my my birth mom and her husband, um, uh, who's technically my stepdad. And he's such a loving dude, too, and, and it just – it really blessed that everybody is, you know, fairly – you know, I mean, we're all a little weird, but, you know, fairly oof, decent – you know, joyful human beings, adults, you know, that are responsible and caring. And so, um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was a weird, we we did know that there was a possibility that one of our kids might come out that way. Now, oh. in most cases, though, you know, native genes are pretty strong. You know, you usually can see them. And so when when my younger one came, came out, we were like, oh, she's not going to keep this. And you no, know, she, because most kids, they come out with very light eyes and, you know, lighter hair. And uh yeah, we uh, she's not gonna keep this. No, but the months kept going on. Those eyes are still blue and <laughs> then hair keeps getting blonder, so
2: all right.
0: <laughs> it's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.